back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack oh. on Titan podcast. I am your host, Ronnie. And I'm Chazmania. Why did you say whoa? You just like yelled there for a second. Yeah, because I bring the energy and you were always like, welcome to the uh, AOT Chronicles. Well, welcome guys Attack to the AOT Chronicles. Like we're in a library or something. We're not in a library because we are here to cover season four, episode six, episode 65 of Attack on Titan, the final season, the Warhammer Titan. Finally, we finally get to see this bad boy in action. And thank God we're not in a library because I feel like I just snorted a pound of cocaine and then jumped out of a plane. My goodness, dude. What a fucking episode. This lit my balls on fire when I watched this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even putting them out. I'm just going to stare no. at them a little bit longer because that's how they should be. And your boy almost cried in front of you. I know I've never cried in front of you before. I'm always calm and collected. I don't cry in front of dudes because, you know, we all know why I don't do that. Well, we don't. Why? Please. Well, I mean, people know. But I'm saying, Ronnie, what I'm trying to say is I did not cry. I held it in good, but I did have some teary eyes. And when you weren't looking, I wiped them away. So, Well, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed these last two weeks, I've actually changed my seating arrangement. I'm in a chair very close to the television. I was hoping that you would think it was just to immerse myself into the content as we've received feedback that we need to immerse ourselves further into mm-hmm. the information. It's actually just to shield the tears that I let flow mm-hmm. during the episode. Um, so right off the top, we have some things to take care of before we get into this banger of an episode. So we got to keep the hype up, but there's no way I can keep doing this for an hour without acknowledging how much of a douchebag you look like. You've got... What? Why are you wearing those glasses? You don't wear okay, glasses. Okay, I, I do wear glasses because I'm wearing well, them right now. Yeah, but you don't need to. What's going on here? I just feel like... Well, first off, I, like I said, man, I cry uh, tears of, not even tears of joy. I just cry. These glasses are supposed to make it where the light's not, you know, hitting me hard enough. So it's well, the extra tears. We don't have videos yet. You know, it's all a work in progress. But for everyone at home or wherever you're listening, I'm staring across the table at Chaz who has clear glasses on that, like, what when you picked the color on those, did it just say... Douchebag clear? Is that what it said? Is that what the color they were? No, it said uh, for those. Uh-huh. Uh, what to say? I don't even know what to say back to that because you just got me so good. Well, all right. <laughs> I mean, they're just terrible. One thing you do have working for you though is we are rocking. Our we're so cute, dude. We are. We are so cute. Our matching Scout Regiment Attack on Titan shirts. Yes, and hey, we might even post a Twitter pic of this, okay? I might wow. have my Starbucks on me, I might have my vape. If people want to see that, let us know, because we're not going to listen to you. We're just going to post if we want to or if, or if we don't. So The Chad reveal, yeah, because you look like such a douche that we might need to. <laughs> that shirt is a two sizes too small. It's a schmedium. Get a bigger shirt. It is not my fault. Get a bigger shirt for sure. I mean, you're really feeling yourself going to the... You've been really hitting the gym hard this new year. But anyway, uh, let's a uh, couple more things here. We both couldn't believe when the episode ended because it felt like we'd only been watching this for five minutes. My God, dude. I know we've said that before uh, on a few of these episodes, but this one legit felt like it was 45 seconds long. Uh, this one takes the cake for sure. I was on such a hype train that they could have 
had the dumbest thing ever, like, on the screen. Something that didn't even have to do with Attack on Titan. There could have been, like, a real live person that they just had CGI yeah. just walking across the battlefield. And I would be like, awesome choice. Yeah. The great idea. Just, like, taking a dump off one of the buildings or something. I'm so wouldn't, worried wouldn't that even notice. there's crucial mistakes in this episode that I just can't even see because I'm, I'm so blinded by hype. And I'm, I'm going yeah, to let everyone know that right now. Yeah, and let's... uh. We're talking about hype and controversy here. Let's talk about the controversy of last episode. Because we didn't even realize it was a controversy no. when we were recording the episode. So, yeah. yeah. Because we, we record this right when we watch it, so we don't obviously we don't see anything on Twitter or whatever. But we saw last week that people were losing their shit over the OST that was played when Aaron popped out of the building. So I saw this just in passing. This is the kind of stuff that scares me because I try not to look at stuff like this, yeah. just in an attempt to not get too spoiled. But when I saw this, I thought, oh, wow, I have to go to our resident OST guy. And I asked you about it. And go ahead and tell the audience. I'll go ahead and tell the audience. Though. First off, I'm not a manga reader, so I'm not... You know, I'm not as butthurt as maybe these manga readers are. Maybe there's oh, a difference. Wow. Don't be unlikable. I'm not being unlikable. I'm just being honest, okay? We keep it real on this podcast. And all I'm saying is the whole buildup with Reiner and Aaron's conversation and whatever was playing in the background was tremendous. Yeah, did we even say what the controversy was? Yeah, the, the OST when Aaron pops out of the building. The people wanted the UC Big they Girl. They wanted UC Big Girl. And I'll be honest, I don't think it fits there, UC Big Girl. I thought what they did maybe felt a little too heroic because I felt like it wasn't very heroic, Aaron killing a bunch of kids and people. Yeah. But I don't think UC Big, Big Girl would have fit, and I was completely fine with the episode. I thought the build-up to Aaron doing that was fabulous. Yeah, I felt like the soundtrack put me exactly where I needed, so I definitely didn't have any gripes either. We just wanted to tackle that because we definitely saw... Saw some crazy. I mean, and like I said, hey, if you read the manga and you're expecting something different, um, that's on you for reading the manga and expecting something different. Well, why are you saying the manga with? Because a, apparently, because I don't know if you know this. Um, when you read, you can't. There's you can't hear music. Yeah, I know. So they're putting their own expectations in their head. When you shouldn't be doing that, you should just go along with the flow because you never know what they're gonna put. Gotcha. So I see where they're coming from. If you're reading it and you're like, oh, this would be perfect, and you're already putting that in your head, and they do something different, I totally get that. But at the same time, like, you got to be expecting something different. Just want to double check on this. So you do not, do you hear music in your head when you read? Which, I mean, okay, we can pass that because when's the last time you actually read something? Uh, well, I read subtitles all the time. Well, doesn't count. It's the only thing I read. <laughs> and then one last thing, it did indeed it was Lady Kiyomi last episode who was the one that Udo spilled uh, wine over. We weren't quite sure. Man, you are really going to town on that coffee. Thank you. And let's go ahead and get into this episode yeah. finally because I'm chomping at the bit. Did I not call this first part of the episode? What are you talking about? I said to you, Don't do not this. on the podcast, but I'm such a genius. I what said this doing? off script that Willie and Magath we're going to have to see some back talk with them because they knew some shit was going down. Did I not say I that? Mean, I can't believe you. I mean, yeah, you kind of said that after you piggybacked on my joke of this whole episode was going to be a flashback episode. Okay. I, and you were like, oh, yeah, we might see some William Maggoth talk. 
But if there's a flashback episode, I'm not recording the podcast. Oh, I did not say that. Well, that's there's no proof what you of that. Said. So anyway, we opened up on some more of these little crumb munchers that were flipping furniture a couple episodes back. Uh, my note: No, thank you. Extremely loud. These are just terrible kids. Get them in control. And are these like quadruplets? What do you, what do you call them when there's four? Of I one? think they're like slightly different age, but they are like the Willie and his wife were putting in yeah. some damn work. I mean, she's popping these bitches out every every single nine months. If there is not a set of twins, it is yeah. literally one after the other. Like one was holding the room, and then housekeeping got in there, flipped that bitch, and we got another one waiting right around the corner yeah. because they are all very close in age. Willie's Willie must be working pretty well. And all I'm saying is they might want to get this little blonde-headed boy checked in the bottom right of the screen. One, he's the only blonde-headed kid, which Willie's blonde, so that's not a problem. He just seems like there's something a little off with him. They might want to give him the Warhammer because he needs to regenerate some muscles in his arms. He's got a big head. Good lord. There's no way he can keep that head up. Big, big head. But anyway, it's said that the big sister is taking care of them. Damn, how many kids does Willie have? At least this one is like different in age. It's like they waited four years, and then they're like, all right, every nine months, we got to pop one of these bitches out now. Do you think these old people are Willie's parents? We kind of, we, well, we didn't really discuss it. I just asked you the question. You said, shut up and save it for the podcast, and then I you know, just turned back to the screen. But yes, I believe that they have to be his parents, or maybe, uh, well, no, yeah, they got to be his parents. Th- yeah, I don't. Who else would it be? Right. We got to have to assume that that's who it is. Um, so the big sister tells the kids that they are making it hard for Willie to leave. They're still whining and saying, one saying, bring me something back. Uh, I got to say, that's a hard disagree for me. They are making it very easy for Willie to leave. He's like, I cannot wait yeah. to get out of this room. These kids suck. That's why he didn't say, I'll miss you or anything. He only said it to his wife. And then he goes and gives his wife a little smooch, a little loving. Uh, she looks like she's 25 years older than him, right? She does. Uh, Just saying. How old is Willie? I Well, damn. I mean, after seeing his onslaught of kids. He's got to be like 40, you think? Yeah, late 30s, early 40s. That sounds good. And yeah, his wife, I don't, I'm, well, she we know why she looks 60. old. Sixty. She has like 10 kids. That's why they've just been putting a toll yeah. on her body. I mean, I feel bad for her. I'm not. <laughs> imagine she, imagine she what be, her downstairs looks like. <laughs> oh, rough. It seems obvious that she knows what's going on. She knows. Yeah, that. this is where I felt bad for her because it looks like she might not even had a choice in all this. Uh, not even what Willie's about to go do, but in the whole having all the kids and stuff. This might be like a Tiber thing where they're like, you got to just pop these bitches out. We got to keep our family like intact. We got to keep which one's the Titan shielded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go and grab that vape real quick. Got to have that. Thanks. Got to complete the look. What is it? The classic um, papaya mango uh, guava juice? Tropical blue. Oh, my God. I'm feeling pretty tropical today, if you can't tell. I hate you so much. And it's pretty much right then when he, uh, Willie walks by the maid and says, let's go, that we were like, oh, there it is. Shout out Christian, he called this. 
Um, we know what's going on here. And we cut to Willie in a carriage with Maggot. And they're breaking this whole thing down. So, right off the bat, Willie knows the attack is probably going to happen during the speech. So I'm assuming this is just on the way to the speech? Yeah, because at one point they cut and you can see they're going through the streets of the festival. Okay. So I think they're making their way to uh, have Willie put on his awesome light blue outfit and just really do it up one last time before before his death. You can stop talking about tropical stuff. Um because I hate what you're doing right now. It's just, I don't love, this is why we don't post a picture, because I just hate our branding. Your name's already Chad, and then you look like such a Chaz right now. It's just, why, also, why is your coffee on the floor? We have a table. Well, remember that one incident in the preview where I almost spilled stuff all over so my computer? So it's just computer. that you, you can't, you literally can't trust yourself. That's what's well, going on? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. All right, well, someone get Chaz a thermos since he's never heard of one of those, so I have to watch him lean over and pick up a cup from the floor every 10 seconds because he's sipping this thing like it's a damn sippy cup. So anyway, back into the carriage. It's when he says this is when all the most important people are going to be grouped together, so they start making escape plans, kind of. This is a little weird. Magnus says VIPs will take carriages and or. I don't know who says that, but the VIPs are going to take carriages, and Willie sets them on the edge of the aisles and clumps them together as much as possible. So what does he want to happen here? This, to me, the VIPs being other world leaders, I feel like he wants a lot of them to die so that the rest of the world is pissed the fuck off at these paradise devils, and that's when everyone's on board now. They're all going to go after them. Yeah, it's like a combination of two things, because sitting them on the edge would be like a good escape plan, Yeah, but then clumping them, them all together goes completely against that. Maybe he wants like survivors, so those people that do survive can give the testimony about what happened and yeah, I don't, make people even more pissed off. Yeah, all, but I, I think you're right. I think he's saying this is going to mean the most for the other countries if... As many people, Plus, as many dude, of these world leaders die. As, as many be. pictures as they took, they better have gotten that shot of Aaron busting out of the building because that is a badass photo if yeah. you got that. That's going to be a great newspaper headline picture. Yeah. Hey, you could call him the devil of all earth. Whoa. So, Magif, he's not so sure about this whole plan, but Willie says the Tibers have been building relationships with the world's most elite and improving relations with Eldians. They have also been watching Paradise Island's movements. But they weren't watching their own backyard. Willie talks about how enemies have already crossed the sea and are in hiding, and he says the biggest problem is the conspirators working with Paradis. Which I didn't even... This is one of the things where... I guess I kind of thought about this, but as much as... Uh, some of the rest of the world doesn't like Marley, it makes total sense that there is conspirators working with Paradise to take down Marley. Right, yeah. But he's like making it seem like it's people, people inside in, Marley. in Marley already that's helping everything get See, set up. This is how I took it. When I first saw that, I instantly thought of Lady Kiyomi. Okay. That was the first thing I thought of because she knew to leave the stage and she's close with Willie. And we know she, with Udo, she let Udo live, which didn't last very long. But 
she seems like one that is is definitely helping out Paradise. That's a big one. And then the other one that I thought of was Zeke because, hey, what's going on Where with that guy right the now? the fuck is Zeke? <laughs> the biggest mystery of the show by far. Number one thing that needs to be answered. Yeah, we can get into more of that later. Marley has many enemies, some of them in their own military, but Willie wants to use their attack as an advantage for smoking out the traitors. Okay. And Maggoth still thinks that they're going to, even if they take the bait, they're giving up way too much. And But Willie's prepared to sacrifice incompetent officers. Maggoth still cannot wrap his head around how many people will die, which makes Willie mad. He stands up. He's really feeling himself. He claims that most of them are going to be Eldians who, in case you forgot, are spawns of the devil anyway. It's interesting, Maggoth. He's thinking about all the civilians, even the Eldian civilians. It's almost like he doesn't really care about the ones that, you know, willingly go off. Well, willingly willingly and unwillingly go off to war for them. He doesn't care about them dying, but if it's a random, like, Eldian civilian, it almost... He has, like, a heart for him, which is kind of cool. Right, so that's what Willie points out here, that he's watched many Eldians die in battle, so stop acting like it's different different just because they're not in a uniform. Yeah. But Maggoth says, this isn't a war. We don't know the enemy, their goal, or how they'll attack. So he's coming at this from just, like, a military leader, and he's completely right. Like, mm-hmm. And I think we see later they had a good feel for how things were going to go down, but I they were not ready for it to be this bad. No, they did not expect uh, Mr. Aaron Yeager to actually be there as well. Maggoth goes on to tell Willie he won't be able to protect him, and if they proceed, Willie will die because they won't pass him up as bait. But Willie's prepared for that, and he says the world won't take notice unless he is on stage. So this, I mean, this speaks a lot to me about Willie, because he's willing to, he understands how it's going to look. And he's if, such a showman. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, this is how I'll go out. He's he's feeling himself right yeah. now. He really is. He's like, no, I've got to be on, I'll go out how I lived, on stage performing. Yeah. There's no better way for me to go out than just death on stage. <laughs> he needs for the Eldians of the internment zone and himself to be seen as tragic victims victims of an unforeseen attack he's got some kahunas yep it's not gonna work if he's the sole survivor the the world will not become their ally and then quote of the day quote of the week ronnie's quote of the week let's we haven't done this one in a while you ready yep maggoth says there's no doubt that eldians are spawn of the devil and there's no doubt that we are devils ourselves yes and he shakes Willie's hand. I like Maggoth, dude. Maggoth is awesome. I can't believe we called him Maggot in the beginning. I know. He's, so he's bad. Maggot. Yeah. He put some respect on his name. He's Maggoth. And he shakes Willie's hand. And that goes back. That just reminded me of the, uh, the owl quote, too. It was something along the lines of... Uh... I love that quote. Yeah. Hold on. My brain's a-churning. No, great callback. The, the, it was something along the lines of, yep. anyone can be a devil mm-hmm. as long as you believe it in yourself or some shit I like that. I love that line. Good Damn call it. Back. I totally, it's, it's right there in my brain and I just can't <laughs> spit it out. But it's something along those lines. 
And, uh, yeah, you can totally make fun of me for fucking that up. Well, take a hit of that vape. That'll make you remember. This will clear the mind. <laughs> That'll clear the mind. <laughs> exactly. So, we cut back to present time, and Chad, you were exactly right. Aaron did the old toss a skittle yep. into your mouth move. And, and I hope it didn't hit him on the tooth, because you know when you toss it up and it ooh, hits you right on the front yeah, tooth? That shit hurts. hurts. It does hurt. It's it, weird how much that hurts, yeah. right? You it know? looks like it goes straight in his mouth, though, that he, it's a... Well, as we see later, this guy can seriously unhinge that jaw, (laughs) so I think he had plenty of room to spare swallowing little Willie boy. Do you think Aaron's, like, while he's doing that, he's kind of like, this guy tastes pretty good or pretty bad? What do you think? Um, You know he has to taste it. Like, He went more for just, like, a swallow. He didn't chew. Like, that was like a straight-down-the-gullet sort of ordeal. But I was super happy to see this because this is what I talked about last episode. Whether or not they knew that Willie was going to be like what they thought the Warhammer Titan or not, if there was a 1% chance they had to do this. They yeah. couldn't just you know, break his legs, slice him up a little bit, and toss him around. So I was super happy to see that you know Aaron's put a lot of thought into this. and He go, had no other choice. But he st- then Aaron stops right after that. He's a pretty calm and collective guy once he does that. All I, we get a close-up <laughs> on his face. Dude, he looks horrifying. Oh, my God. I like don't know. One blue eye, one, uh, one eye that looks the same yeah. color as your stupid-ass glasses over there. Well, they're not stupid, but I was going to say his elf ears have gotten even elfier. I mean, everything about him is just a little bit meatier. He's just a, it, he's a beefy it's boy. It's something like, I, I want to say... I know it's Mappa, and the design is a little bit different. Right. But is his mindset making him even look more scarier? I have no idea. I mean, I would, I would he buy looks it. terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. He he definitely, I mean, they killed it. It looks yeah. perfect, in my opinion. He All I know is he's no longer Mr. Friendly Nice Guy. I don't no. know what we call this guy anymore, but. Mr. Deviant Devil Man. I don't know. Mr. He, Deviant Devil Man. Rolls off the tongue, so, you okay. know, I like it. So we go into the opening credits, and I promised it last week. I counted how many different slot scenes or like clips of explosions slash smoke there were, and I won't three or four. I won't say that this is the exact answer. I only watched it through once and counted. Would you like to guess what I came up with? Okay, let me think about it. It's approximately a minute and forty-five seconds. Um, there's pro- approximately you know five smoke screens within. A, I'd say 39. Pretty close. 45 is oh. what I got. 45 wow. different times did they fly, like do a different cut, and it was either an explosion or smoke. So, And colorful smoke, too. Yes. It's beautiful in the eyes, especially with these glasses. So we come out of the credits, and we join in on just mass chaos, my friend. It's I, just like episode one. Just... Or not episode one, sorry. Episode two. Well, episode one, yeah. Episode one and two when there's just mass chaos when the Colossal Titan. I mean, this is this is terrible. We, I mean, let's just take a take a second. Let's see how calm Aaron takes this situation. He turns to all the officers in kind of a in the second level, and I believe this is General Calvi it's that we General talked Calvi. about last episode. I was so excited, Ronnie, Dude, to hear your take on this. This guy went out. Like, such a badass. Yes, he did. This might be the most badass death of the entire season so far. Uh, I, yeah. 
I mean, there's not many more deaths in the entire season that's more respect. This guy is so badass that I respect it. I don't know what this guy did. This guy might have been a rapist, and if that's the case, I really hate, you know, siding with him on this. I just have such respect for this guy. There's nothing more badass than everyone else fleeing and you just sit there just staring at him. Yeah. Just waiting. I thought he was the Warhammer Titan in this moment. He was so <laughs> calm. <laughs> no. I was going to say, though, Aaron's belly flop, okay? What a terrifying belly flop. I've got a hot take here. I think Aaron has been getting wasted at pool parties these past four years and just been practicing his belly flops in the local pool. I, would, I, mean, I wish I could have seen General Calvi's face one more time right as Aaron leapt because I bet he, you know, he was staring at Aaron. He was like, I'm going to die. He'll probably just, like, swat the whole stands and I'll just either die on impact or die from the fall. But when Aaron leaped and he realized that he was leading in with a elbow led belly flop, oh. he was probably like, well, damn, now I kind of wish I would have ran a little bit. This is horrifying. <laughs> I'm sure it was a very instant death. <laughs> so we cut over to Colt picking up Gabby and Udo when we see, oof, poor Zofia squished under a under rock. Under a rock and her leg is backwards. How did you legs. feel here? This one hit pretty hard at first. I knew, I've, we've talked about it before, I knew one of the candidates had to die. Me and you, I think you said Colt, and I kind of agreed with you on that. I thought he would be the first one, but uh, this was pretty brutal. This is where uh, I started tearing up a little, I won't I lie. wasn't ready for it. It no. was such a, I mean, it was a moment, but it was such a not, the death itself was such a non-moment. We just cut over, and we don't even see that it's her. We just know that it's her, and it's just, yeah. damn. There's This is what Attack on Titan does so well. They don't have to dr- just dramatize every death. It, this is war right here. This yeah. is how war happens. Death instantly comes. So Udo says, hey, Patrick Starr, get out from under there. But <laughs> terrible. SpongeBob Chronicles uh, coming soon. No, I just can't help but feel like it would have been different if her name had been Sophia. Yeah, the Z really just fucked things up here. I mean, Sophia, you last about half the season. You have some really great moments. Sophia, you make us laugh one episode, and then you die underneath a rock. Yeah. Hey, remain in peace. This is just like the first episode, by the way, when Aaron's running to find his mom. Oh, my God. How many times do we have to do this? (laughs) How many times? I'm sorry. I've got so many hoes texting me. Just saying all it's this. It's your stuff. laptop. Why? Why is the sound even on in your laptop? I was watching some cool videos before you came over. Got so many hoes texting me, asking me if I want Mexican food. It's just my mom. Mexican food. Luckily, somehow she got out of the house. And well, she's she, heading over to a Mexican restaurant, asking if I want. She's anything. walking to a Mexican restaurant. Well, she's either walking or on horseback. I don't know how else she would get there. She can't drive. Do you guys have a horse? Our neighbors do, and sometimes she she gets crazy. She goes and hops saddles that up that bad boy? No, she doesn't use a saddle. That's how wild she is. Well, of course she doesn't. So, I was saying, though, this is just like the first episode when Aaron, as a little kid, he's running to find his hope his mom is still alive, oh, and yeah. there's just a rock on top of that child Yeah, when he's running past it. It's just brutal. So, Udo runs over trying to help her out, but, I mean, it's too late, Udo, get, we didn't. I didn't even catch this on the first ep, or the first time through. It's much more brutal the second time. Mm. He gets fucking trampled. Yeah. I mean, terrible. 
like Colt and Gabby kind of get to the side and they just watch all of it happen as just a mass <sighs> herd of people freaking out just stomp all over this guy yeah they kind of hide behind the boulder so they're they're hiding uh, in uh zofia's squished brains Ugh. Ugh. you didn't have to say that you well have, i'm just stating what i saw you could have just called it zofia's boulder you didn't have to give us any more details gabby lets out a horrifying screech completely necessary this gave me the chills man this this was it, so well done I, it was at this point i was like holy shit they're fucking going for it yeah like, they know, like, no fucks were given. They just went for it. We see the maid, who turns out to be Willie's sister. She says that he fulfilled the Tiber's duty admirably as she watches Aaron go full-on oh gorilla to some God. poor something or others. I don't know what. Dude, it looks like where he just belly flopped, he's just going he's just, savage mode just on Just making him. sure he finishes the drill. Oh, my God, dude. This was... This was terrifying. Aaron is a monster. He's an absolute monster. But I, I love it. I fucking love this new Aaron. Calm and composed until he's not calm and composed. <laughs> so she tr- starts the transformation, which was also super badass. I loved how it was like they were taking their time with it. And, of course, it goes into another crazy moment where Aaron sees this, wastes no time, and just punches her mid transformation and just begins pounding her face. Just hardens up those fists and is just beating the dog shit oh out of her. Oh my. I just lo- didn't take a second to be no. like, oh wait, I thought Willie was the Warhammer. Like, it just goes even further to know he was thinking exactly like what I was concerned about. Like, he was ready for Willie to not be the Warhammer Titan, but he had to swallow Willie, and here it is. You know, he knew this was going to happen if it wasn't Willie. Aaron has grown up so much, man. He would have just been full rage Aaron and not have noticed what was going on around him four years ago. He is aware of everything right here. Well, it just shows how much he's thinking. Yeah. Other Aaron would have just been so, like, this guy is rage-filled, don't get me wrong. He, he is, but he doesn't have tunnel vision. Right, yeah. yes. he Old Aaron raged to the point where he did. He had tunnel vision yeah. and just was blind, blinded by it. So... We cut over to Magath, who is informed by old Porky that the Warhammer is getting wrecked. I <laughs> love that line. <laughs> Porky's face, this entire episode, is just so golden. So the soldiers, they're losing their shit behind Magath, but Magath himself looks tough as steel as he aims a what might as well be a Nerf gun at Aaron <laughs> and lets out a shot. And... To his credit, he admits that it is useless, but it signals the beginning of Marley's counterattack. I don't think it was useless. I thought it was a great shot. <laughs> <laughs> and Magath then announces that Aaron Yeager has come in person. He says, that's fine. Saves us a trip to the island. Get in position. Prepare for battle. Awesome line. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, he was ready for it. I, that is crazy, too, though. It makes total sense why they wouldn't expect that. Like, why would Paradise send the only person that Marley is after to Marley? Yeah, I just love the idea that, you know, Magath knows that they're on the uh, they're on deck for the worst war, perhaps, in history. And he's just like, you know, at least we don't have to get on a boat. <laughs> yeah. At least they're here, you know. No travel time. 
So Aaron is still punching the Warhammer Titan, who they show the face of this thing, and it looks as if it's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Like, the outer shell is kind of still in place, but I feel like bone fragments or whatever are just moving in every direction. But somehow, she still manages to erect a skyscraping hardened icicle that pierces the attack titan through the gut. And yeah, well, that was crazy, dude. Well, what, that thing, I was trying to think about it. Every other move it made, there was nothing like that. Like, that was, that thing was huge. It was, yeah. It was out of nowhere, too. I mean, she did some pretty crazy stuff. This was definitely, like, the biggest thing. He's just standing there like, what was it that? No, I'm thinking of a different show. Never mind. Hey, are you okay? I was, I was thinking of something else, and I need to hit the vape, dude. Are you, are you sure? Have you been hitting anything else? Because I'm noticing some issues going on over there. I did not have any Trulies before we started this. All right, if you say so. So this was a hilarious callback. We see the drunk uncle. Who would have thought we'd see this guy again? Any hot takes here, oh, Chats? Yeah. I've got a great take. All right. Lay it on me. This guy's a pedophile. P- uh, oh. He's a pedophile. He was hug- hugging all over yeah. Zofia. He's wasted. Why are you saying it that way? Saying what? Well, I don't like the way you're saying it. Saying what? Which well, way? Well, I just don't really like how you're saying what you're I wish you'd just say it the right way. Okay, yeah. This guy, well, I don't know his name if, if you want me to say it like that. He's a wasted, drunk pedophile, and he's getting wrecked. Why are you saying that? Just I say don't. pedophile. Is you, that how you say it? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, God. Ugh. Just edit that one out. Please send in resumes to be my new host at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. So... As I was saying, though, if he gets wrecked here. He, I guess what I was trying to say, he could use some Pedialyte. <laughs> this guy gets fucked. Oh, my God. I don't think Pedialyte would have helped him at all. He gets squished by a rock. <laughs> what was... All I know is I'm glad this dude died. He is apparently a pedophile, not a pedophile, and he deserved a boulder to the freaking face. And then uh, this did make me sad. The nice lady, she's here, too, trying to get him out of the way when a boulder flies and just... Yep. Squashes her, too. That's what she gets for uh, not putting the pedophile under before. So, Magath tells everyone to remember he was the one who took the first shot. I don't I don't know if he's saying this for, like, the history book purposes. Like, <laughs> yeah. he really wants his own chapter. Like, every, hey, everyone make sure we saw that shit. I was the one who shot. It wasn't Porky, all right? Yeah, what's he doing that for? You got it? I don't... Is he doing that because he's like, I'm the commander now, I took the first shot, make sure everyone knows that shit. I guess. I don't know. I, I guess he realizes that... Uh, I, I have no idea. I seemed like just a big dick move on his part. Just like, yeah, you guys saw that shit. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> so... You see how much damage I just did? We cut back to Colt, who is carrying Udo through a damn battlefield... When Gabby asks how Udo is doing, and Colt looks down and sees blood leaking from perhaps 27 different locations on his head alone, and says, he's just doing great. It looks like when Reiner got his face kicked in by Annie on the island, except Udo's missing half of his skull. (laughs) 
Oh. Yeah, he's actually he didn't actually say he was doing great. He says no, like seriously, we probably need to get him to a hospital. Yeah. Hey, Colt, you need to get him in a coffin, not a hospital bed. Ooh, too soon, too soon. And then he screams the question that we were all wondering at this point, which is, Falco, where are you? And which brought this to my attention: if Falco is dead, we riot. We oh, go. Falco's not dead. Don't we even, go to Isiyama's hey, son's house and we riot. You don't. Don't even. That makes you look like a foolish podcaster. Don't even entertain that thought. He's not okay, dead. You're what are right. you talking about? So what if Reiner's dead? What are you doing over there? Yo, what if Reiner is Quit dead? Quit hitting the vape so hard. <laughs> He's not dead. Reiner saves Falco and dies in the process. You wouldn't call that heroic? I mean, I would call that heroic, but. Just chill out over there, okay? okay? All right, sorry. It's getting to me. So we join Peek and Porco in their little uh, well that's inside of the I would building. love to be in that well with her. Whoa. Peek can tell that Titans are fighting by just the sounds. And just then, the Panzer unit shows up to save the day. Porco asks how they knew where they were. Uh, and it turns out Peek had told them to follow since... She calls him Beardy was shady. Shade, yeah, and I like her calling him Beardy because she said, I fancy the beard right. last episode. She was just lying. She, she is. She did not like the she beard. She did not like In the beard. In fact, the beard made her think he was a bit shady. I know, and I love how she told the pansy unit to follow them because that's just a, you know, she's thinking on her head. <laughs> what a terrible podcast we're doing here um <laughs> you can't tell me these guys don't look like a couple of pansies except for the bandana guy he's well, a badass that guy with the red bandana yes. slash scarf looks like a badass yeah so don't even trip dog and let the record show after doing an entire podcast with me last week and saying Yes, I agree. Ronnie, you nailed this. That was totally Armin. Beard, Beardy was Armin. You've now, all it took was for one person <laughs> to say, hey, love you guys, but that's not Armin. I, uh, there's just no way. And you go, dude, I don't think that's Armin. <laughs> so dude, People are saying it's not Armin. That guy right there on our comment section, <laughs> he said it's not Armin. I believe that guy. All right. He looks very, I think his profile, his username was like, uh, I don't even know. It doesn't matter what his username was because I believe that man. Now they did set up that you know they do have uh, people conspiring with the islands in the military, so maybe that's one of these guys. But they just, to me, they made such a big deal about this guy's identity and how they hit it, and just that moment that I'm. I'm so, wait, so you think it's a conspirator? No, no, no. I'm on. Are I'm on, on my bandwagon train? all the way. And I'm not, I'm not hopping yeah. off like you, bitch. Okay, well, I did say, whoa. I did say last episode that there's no way Armin is that tall. Right. I'm going to stick with my original take of saying Armin is not that tall. All right, but all I'm going to say if is... If he's we're, that tall... We're then... going to see a bunch of our characters, and some are looking different. Some are well, built I, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Armin, we'll there's get just no him. way he's tall. We'll see. We'll see. If he is, you can smite me. Hey. I can what? Smite me. What is that? Smite me is when you like 
you uh, when you strike down on somebody for being wrong. That's what the word schmite means. Schmite? Yes. You've never heard the word schmite? That's a schmite. Yes. Hey Pe- Siri, define schmite. One second. Wow, look at sh- First of all, it's just smite, not schmite. Well, when so, you, it's I say it in the German. That's quit, where it's from. Is the quit, German language. Quit putting so much emphasis on it. But it, yeah, it says to strike with a hard blow. So look at yeah. you. But hey, will you start saying words right? And will you finish that damn coffee? Just finished it. Thank God. So, moving on. They get them out of the well, and the uh, the pansy unit fills in the two of them about what's going on, and Pete tells them to get the cart equipment ready. They say they'll be ready in 15. She tells them to be ready in 10. Yeah. I love a good time crunch. Yeah. Anytime someone's like, hey, I'll get this done in this amount of time, and they go, well, guess what? You have this much time. Mm-hmm. And then they go, okay, love it. And this pansy unit, they're ready to hop on and ride peak at any moment. Right. That's what I like about these guys. Hey, we all are. <laughs> Porco starts to head to the fight, but not so fast. We finally get it. It's the first ODM oh. action. Shout out Dan, who emailed in talking about how epic it was going to be the first time we heard the sound of ODMs, and it lived up. It did not disappoint. And I love the show, like new... It was going to be a moment, too, because we didn't even see him. We just heard him, and it was awesome. Yeah, and, and then it just pans up, and you see figures fly past. I thought oh, yeah. it was done perfect. So we get our first real glimpse of the Warhammer Titan, and wow, I feel like I've said this 500 times this episode, but badass. Thoughts? Yeah, the whole, like, caged mouth. The what mask a look. thing is yeah. so cool. It doesn't even look like a Titan. It doesn't, and it's and it's definitely way different than all the other Titans besides the Beast Titan. And I don't know if it was always that different, or as we see, they just are so experienced with this Titan, the Tyrazar, that it's like transformed over the years, and now it. Lo- I don't know. It's awesome. Uh, so she starts sending. What, what did you think about this Warhammer Titan being the random sister, the maid, the sister of Willie? Um, as far as, like, as far as what? As far as it just not being Willy. What did you think? Oh, yeah, I think, um... Because I... I think think it's cool. I mean, we definitely... Because here's the thing now. It was one of two things. I thought it could be Willy because of how much they built him up as a character, and I thought he was a smart character, and I liked the little bit of development we got with him. And, I mean, they still have plenty of time, so now they just have to develop her a little bit more see i think this is a throwaway character i think the warhammer titan's done next episode doesn't live really yeah i think the fact that it's not willie means that this person this lady does not live we don't even know her name we don't um interesting i think you're wrong idiot so I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. That was a little harsh. Well, here's the thing, and it probably came across on the microphones. You so aggressively blew out your vape there that you I got hit you with an idiot right there at the end because take off those glasses. What are they doing? Uh, Well, once the people see this look, they're gonna realize that you're the idiot. (sighs) I hate you so much. 
so anyway, she Annie, starts anyway. Did you say anyway? Speaking of Annie, she starts sending spikes from the ground while the military shoots anti-Titan artillery packs. First off, I know this is a super quick scene, but that the whole sp- like multiple spikes out of the ground to trap his feet brilliant and that's why i was saying because you were like she didn't do anything else like that skyscraper icicle this is really like we know about the core so maybe it has something to do with that but this is her straight up like forming something for not even using her hands yeah this is just coming out from the ground like many feet away yo this thing this might be the most powerful titan out of all of them well it it Whether, seems like it right here. It definitely seems... I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know how powerful the Titan itself is or just how experienced the Tibers are that's, and have been okay, able to pass true. down information that they've just got this thing mastered. Yeah. So because of all this firepower coming his way, Aaron is having to guard his nape. And Porky says, let's finish him off. Let's kill the founding Titan. But Magath says, no, killing the founding Titan only postpones the problem. That they yep. need to have the Warhammer eat it. But Porky is concerned that the Warhammer has no intention of eating it because she is kicking some booty. And yeah, dude. he's not wrong. I mean, she full on swings the hammer, taking off Aaron's hands. And his head. I didn't catch that the first time. She completely decapitated him right there. Was it completely off? Yeah, like, well. I don't know about completely off, but the front side of his head—it was a little wonky, right? Yeah. I noticed that later, but I didn't—I couldn't really tell when it happened. Did, she didn't strike the nape, but right. So Aaron comes out of his Titan and looks at the Warhammer Titan as she raises the hammer once more. She asked Aaron if he has any last words, real deep voice for a woman, and Aaron says. Now or never, Mikasa. Let's go! What a moment, bro. Aaron Yeager. I love to think that Aaron has no idea Mikasa's even there. He's just so used to being saved by her that he just says that. (laughs) He's just like, she's probably been following me this whole time and she hasn't been saying anything. Now or never, let's do it. She's Tired of seeing your stupid face. Just come and get it over oh with. Oh my god, awesome. So she comes flying in, sends in like eight thunder spears, makes a big boom. Yo, let's talk about that, man. She's been working out, homie. She Dude. can only carry like two or three before. She's throwing four at a time. She, oh my god. She is chiseled. Yeah. She, like, she's been doing more of those crunches that we were talking about yeah. a couple, like a season or so ago. I bet she can knock out way more push-ups than you could. She could knock out push-ups with both me and you on top of her. (laughs) And so just then, the rest of the squad zips up in a badass black suits, sending in explosions. This is where I got emotional. Like when they all came flying up above the roofs, uh, like it reminded me of some of the shots in season one. Um, I just... I had to oh, control myself for I a know. second. I was like, this is it. We're finally here. You know, we were patient. We waited. And here, here's the squad, bro. And the uniforms are slick. They are so cool. Oh. I don't know who provided the funding for these badass black I'm, suits. But... I'm assuming it's these conspirators. If some other countries just like, yo, you got to look. If you're going to take over Marley with us, you got to look dope while you do it. Yeah, you got to ditch the... 
the capes and the generic jackets mm-hmm. and get some straight up black noir. Yeah. Hey, modernize. Why are you still riding horses? This isn't the 1700s. You're still wearing the same uniforms from over 100 years ago. So Mikasa lands next to Eren, who he's just happy to see that they actually came. And of course, Mikasa's first line is, Eren. Yes! And then she follows it up with, please come home. She is an absolute electric dime piece, okay? So it's working for you? It is working for me. I want to say this, too. She's timeless. She's timeless. <laughs> How elegant of you. I love that. Uh, yeah, dude, she... I, she Her hair she, is even shorter. She turns me on in, like, a scary way. Like, I... I mean, what would you... You couldn't pleasure this woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think Aaron Yeager's the only one that could ever pleasure this woman, but... But yeah, you're right. There's no way that I'm not even with sure my talent can. and skill, I uh, I'm like a five percent rate at this point. There's no way I can pleasure this woman. Oh my god, she's still rocking the scarf. That thing is tattered, and how bad does that thing smell? Yeah, Aaron's just like, will you please take that off? You smell like dog shit. That thing has got to smell so. He's bad. He's like, I know there's dead bodies everywhere, but your scarf still <laughs> smells worse than that. And so then we get to the calling card. Which was the Warhammer Titan. The Titan inherited by the Tiber family and held by Willie's younger sister, Laura Tiber. Its body is encased in a white shell created by its extraordinary hardening ability. Furthermore, it can use the same hardening ability to construct any weapon it envisions. Its Warhammer, crossbow, and whip are just a few examples from its arsenal of titan-sized weaponry it wields to fight. Yeah, and the crystal ball that it talks about or whatever, just that's just like Annie. I don't know how Annie... It's crazy that... Well, it's the same sort of crystal ball, but no, this is a whole other yeah, level. Well, yeah, Annie, can't, Annie can just harden her skin. This yeah. thing can harden any weapon it wants, is what it sounds like. Well, it... Annie knew as like a last ditch effort she could harden up and like not be in danger. This thing straight up has figured out a way to just harden itself up into a protective shell and then just connect it with an umbilical cord and just let that thing go running yeah. around town. A very long extension cord. So, it's Chasmania time. I'm yes. going to take over here. I think you should do great from what I've seen so far this episode. So, we got some incoming trains of soldiers, and uh, we got Magath. He escaped. He was on that rooftop when we had those uh, scouts fly in and shoot the missiles, the Thunder Spears. It was at this point in the episode when they were kind of breaking down all these soldiers coming in from different locations, and you were kind of confused that, I quote, you said, Where did my vape go? I need that thing. It's important. (laughs) Okay, I don't remember uh, saying that. But. Well, you did. Anyways, Magath apparently went inside the building, and he's calling the rest of the troops, 30,000 of them precisely. Big number. To head to Liberio and surround the area. Um, if they get there on time before the devils of paradise escape, they might be fucked. That is a lot of people. Especially if they're surrounded and there's still Marley soldiers inside as well. 
And sure, like normal people are nothing compared to like these Titans, and it is obvious that they don't have like the ODM gear. But they've got this anti-Titan stuff that we yeah. know is no joke. So, and if you have thirty thousand people with guns shooting, like you're bound to hit some of the people ODMing. Right. Also, too, if Zeke pops up and starts fighting, it's a whole different war. Wherever very, this very man true. is, very true. <laughs> So, yeah, Maggoth is saying we're not letting anybody escape, especially the Founding Titan. And he's like, y'all can have fun for now. He's like, once once the every nation sees this massacre, they're all going to get involved. He's already looking at the bigger picture. Here. Right. So, I mean, it, it doesn't look good. Like, Willie's plan definitely worked, but I don't know if they expect it to at, be this bad. At what cost? Right. But yeah. So anyways, we, we go back to the scouts that are flying around, shooting these Thunder Spears, and they are just super effective against these Marley soldiers. Because a lot of these Marley soldiers are just, they're on rooftops with just rifles. They don't have... Right. <laughs> I feel bad for these guys. They really have no chance. No, they're like shooting these rifles, but to their credit, I feel like they're missing so badly that they're hitting like another ODM soldier, like two... Yeah. Two away because they're missing so badly yeah. that they're getting lucky and hitting other people. And these new this new ODM gear is Yeah. It's looking everything looks fleek. so cool. And it looks faster. They look like they're almost more mobile with this gear. But uh we get some C four thrown into Maggoth's building and obviously it looks like a bunch of those people died. Yeah, Maggoth seems like he might be narrowly escaping death a bunch of times this episode because he had a yeah. moment on the roof a second ago when they thunderspeared, and now he's dodging C4. We don't see him again, so they're playing it like he could be dead, but I don't I don't think he's... Well, we do see him again. Okay. Um, but even after that, though, maybe not. But uh, we're on the rooftops, and there's... Wait, what just happened that? there? We do see him again, when, I, but we'll get to that later. I'll talk about it later. On the rooftops, though, we have a couple more soldiers, and they're, you know, <laughs> doing whatever they can to attempt to fight back. And Jean sends a grapple right into the back of somebody and just throws him off the building. Damn. What an entrance. Damn. And then Johnny Boy flies in, and this guy is looking dope as fuck, too. He looks cool. Uh, he looks cool, but yet somehow he's still, like... On the lower end. He's the least... Yeah. Uh, one that I'm like amazed by, I guess. He he's still got, looks cool. He's but got he's some like, nice long hair now. Yeah, a little chin stubble. It's like he, he always impersonated Aaron, uh, in like seasons one through three. It's like he had to grow his hair out with Aaron so he can somewhat <laughs> impersonate him again. It's like I haven't seen Aaron in a long time, but I feel like he's in the mindset right now where he's growing out his hair. So I, I better start. So. Yeah, he throws that guy off. Just a great entrance. And let's stop he, talking about Jean. He walks up. Let's say a thing or two about to the kin of our saviors, <laughs> Flock Forrester. Whoa! <laughs> the moment Ronnie, Somebody I, the moment nine one one. The moment I've been waiting for is for Ronnie, the man himself, to see Flock back in action. Yeah, couldn't wait to get the flock. I've been ch I've been so worried about it. And he got a much needed haircut. I he heard yeah. me. I was ripping hard on his hair and uh, I don't know if he looks his age with this haircut. 
because he kind of seems like he's 14, but... He does. He looks like uh, the young Justin Bieber, kind of, with red hair. With just flames. But as soon as I saw what was happening, I knew this was an epic moment for the podcast, especially for Ronnie. This is his favorite character. If y'all haven't listened to the first three episodes or the first three seasons, it's not true. Chad is the one that is a flock apologist. That's so. Jean says, "What part of keeping civilian casualties to a minimum do you not get, Buckaroo?" It was also on flock, was where I first saw the uh, the scout regiment patch on these new uniforms. Just once yeah. again, awesome. So you're, so you're saying you really like flock now? Is what I'm hearing. Um, no. So Flock says, everyone is an enemy here. Did you forget what they did to us? We were eaten alive. They've got it coming. Yeah, so he seems to be taking a real calm approach into this mission. Doesn't seem like he's uh, letting his emotions get the best of him at all. And John's like, you're still on that train? You still think like that, buddy? <laughs> and Flock's like, look down there. Aaron is telling us to fight. We, we should wait for... Our... He's like, what do we do? Just wait for our deaths in the walls? Yeah, he says, Aaron, look, Aaron is telling us to fight as we look over and see that Aaron's Titan has his body impaled through the stomach, he has no hands, and I feel like his neck is just broken, like his yeah. head is barely hanging on. He's like, well, he's telling us to fight. Things are and going great. you just great. see Aaron out of the nape, he's just like pointing at Flock saying fight. And he's... <laughs> or more, or even better, he's pointing at Flock going, no, <laughs> no, stop. Get back out! <laughs> He's like, look, he's telling us. He's like, oh, and then he says, what we need is a devil like him. He is still... I love that Flock is still riding this so hard. He said we needed Erwin, a devil like Erwin, and now he's saying we need a devil like Aaron. Well, and he said the exact thing that John needed to hear. You're like, He's like, right. Yeah, right on, buddy. We need a devil like that. Aaron is a devil, so let's go for it. Yeah. So we go back to Mikasa to Aaron, and she's saying, what have you done? You killed civilians and even children with tears in her eyes, and poor girl, dude. Aaron is just always... I love this Mikasa scene. We needed this. Uh, It helps humanize um, just our gang a little bit, because at this point, like, it was... It's hard to make a case that they are not horrible people, but we've made it very or she's made it very clear at this point that this was not the plan like Aaron yeah. went rogue to the point where earlier it almost made it seem like he just disappeared they didn't yeah it makes it seem like they had no idea where he even was and until, until they got the letters until he wrote to them yep. and told them be ready but this is like she's crying because of uh. all the stuff she's done but uh, it's going to be interesting to see this dynamic because once this all chills out, as much as Mikasa loves Aaron, I don't see how she's just on board and looks at him the same way. It's, like, it's pretty sad because I don't think any of these people really want to kill children. Like once you get, that's just crossing the line there. I know they they obviously have to kill these soldiers. I don't think she feels any remorse doing that, but the fact that Aaron literally just killed several civilians and children is just he's a monster he really is a monster this just built a lot for future episodes i'm interested to see what she's saying he's done a lot of things that can't be undone and uh it go it kind of flashes over to aaron and it looks like he does have some guilt and that's what my note was something about mikasa giving him this talk when we see aaron again 
he just seems like young Aaron again. Like he just seems like a little kid looking up at her, mm-hmm. even though he's whatever he is now. But he he looks like he does have a little bit of guilt. Um, I feel like he still has a heart, but he just knows what has to be done. That's what it looks like to me. He knows he has to do this. He's gonna he's gonna feel a little bad, but in the end, he's just saying "fuck it, I'm going for it." And then the Warhammer starts to get up, and he's like, "It's not over yet, Mikasa." Well, this thing is literally holding its head onto its shoulders. Like I think this thing's trying to dangle off, and it's using one hand to be like, "No, stay <laughs> right up there." And she's like, she's talking about how she blasted its nape with like four. Uh, thunder spears and it's still getting up and he's like yeah i beat the dog shit out of it with my hardened hands and it's still getting up and we get a good shot of aaron here um out of the nape he's still wearing his armband i i I don't know why it just him fighting is like a true eldian here is it just does it for me he's fighting is like a legitimate true eldian that is enslaved by marley that is a cool point yeah and uh as the Warhammer starts to like strike back at him, she grabs him and flies off with him. She's just protecting him like always. This brings back good memories. But uh, he ends up telling her, she, he's like, yeah, you got to distract it. And once you do that, I'm going to eat it. So he's still on this train and just eating the thing. Because at this point, Aaron also, he realizes about its hardening ability and that it can pretty much, you know, configure whatever it needs to. Yeah. And then he says, he goes... That must be why it won't die. That part didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I didn't... I think he's just meaning, like, it hardens in every single spot. Because, like, in his Titan and Annie's Titan, it can only harden in certain areas. And he's saying it can harden it anywhere at any time. So as soon as you hit it, it's just going to harden up so it won't die. I think that's kind of what he meant. But we go to the hospital where Colt... One more quick thing about Mikasa and Aaron. There is a... uh a scene or whatever where they they show both of them on screen at the same time. We've kind of been cutting back and forth. Mikasa is looking pale as shit. Yeah, she is. And, and it shows both of them at the same time. And Aaron's, you know, he's got some color to him. And she looks sickly. Get some sun, girl. Well, worry about you. I feel like she's been undercover inside. Aaron has just been sunbathing on that I bench. feel like she's been in a dark basement with no windows doing crutches for the past five that's years is what probably I what she's been doing yeah aaron's just been sunbathing uh with falco on that bench just giving him letters every day so that's that's how he has so much sun i guess but uh we go to the hospital where colt is and he's trying to convince the doctor to let udo in the doc says that we uh sir sorry but his entire half of his head is missing we don't accept patients this way yeah he's like colt uh, we're at full capacity, and that kid needs a coffin, not a hospital bed. He's like, honestly, let me just save you the time. The paperwork's such a mess. We're not going to be able to save him, and we're going to save you so much time on paperwork. Just He's like, don't even worry about it. Look at your arm, Colt. Half of his brain is on your arm. <laughs> Put him down, please. Here, <laughs> please take a white sheet that we had at the ready and lay him out in the front yard. Colt's like, but Doc, he's an organ donor. I saw it on his card. He's like he trying goes, to give it to him. He goes, sir, once again, his organ <laughs> is missing. It's splattered on your arm, buddy. But yeah, it, it makes it sad. I know we're joking about Udo's death, but it actually is sad as fuck. No, it is sad. And as a matter of fact, for the new listeners, me and Chad 
like to do a fantastic, it's great podcasting. We get a lot of great feedback about it. Where when we respect characters and we lose them, we like to do a podcast, 10 second moment of silence where it's just dead air. Yep. A lot of people say, hey, don't do dead air when people are listening because it confuses them. Well, watch this. Chaz, get us started. All right, we're going to give a 10 second moment of silence for Zofia and, and Udo. Udo. Rip. Wait, start now. Starting now. We starting now? Yeah. Dude, okay. My mom's freaking, she asked if I want a chimichanga. Wait, did we start? We started. My mom wants these. How does she text me about a chimichanga? How does she even know where that is? Who the fuck orders chimichangas when they go to a Mexican restaurant? I know. I'm saying the same thing, man. God, I can't wait to slap that bitch when she gets back. Don't do that. All right. And so that was the 10 second moment of silence. All right. So Colt tells Gabby to, you know, get to safety and get the fuck out of here. (laughs) What are you doing, little kid? And Gabby's like, no. Udo and Zofia shouldn't have died. Why did that happen? And she just starts running for the battlefield. Because Colt's like, I'm going to go find my brother. Like, you need to just go to safety. Yeah, I. once again, I really thought at least one would be in for a longer time. That being Udo and uh, Zofia. But I do think that it will ultimately make Gabby and perhaps Falco, I'm sure once we see him again, a much better character. I, yeah. Like, Gabby's been so about herself and like well, let's be honest a little bit of a cunt yeah and i think this is going to make her grow up be so much more likable i think it's just going to do a lot for her character yeah and the scream she gave when she saw zofia dead was pretty terrifying i felt bad for her. i haven't felt bad for her this season but right here i felt really bad for her. definitely felt bad for her. can't believe you called her a cunt <sighs> yeah i'm sorry about saying the cunt word guys and then Gabby runs up to the two gate guards um, that we had seen, you know, a couple episodes ago. Also, what is Falco going to do when he realizes that his buddy, Mr. Kruger, led to the death of Udo and Zofia? Well, he's going to blame everything on himself because all of these people in ODM gear is because of Falco. <laughs> I mean, that and then what about Reiner? Like, so, damn, so oh, much dude. stuff. Reiner is such a head case. How is he going to handle this? Is he even going to turn Titan? Like he might just kill himself on the spot. That guy (laughs) is going to be a mess. Damn. I have a I have a feeling he is going to suffer the most out of anybody in this show by far. It's this is it's going to be so interesting to just see all these different character developments. Also, Gabby doesn't understand why they had to die, and I would tell her to Chad's arousal that it's because it's a cruel world, but also beautiful. Wow. The two gate guards, though, when Gabby runs up, these are the people from earlier that were like, when Falco confessed to Gabby, you know, they were like, oh my, I can't believe he said that. So these are two cool dudes. Look at you. I feel like they're going to last a long time, and they're just calling her a baka. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? They're like, get out of here. And there's some explosions. And then they both get just straight up domed. <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, oh, geez. man. 
just right to the skull, just a bullet just goes through both of them, and they fall right in front of Gabby. After playing Call of Duty, after you hard scope someone for 15 seconds, you still can't dumb a person like this. This is yeah, crazy. Yeah, this is a great double kill. You are so bad at video games. They, uh, she probably got a UAV from this, and we look up, and it's Sasha, Ooh. potato girl, up on the rooftop, looking mighty fine. You turned to me and said, "Damn, she's hot," and I couldn't. I just had to. I looked at you and said, "Uh, yeah." She's like an older Gabby. She's looking. <laughs> yeah, and then you fucking ruin it by saying that. Will you be careful? Be, what do you mean, be careful? Well, you said she's an older Gabby. Uh, be careful. Yeah, like a 19-year-old Gabby, 20-year-old. She's of age. She's looking fine. That's all I'm saying. Be careful. So, Sasha sees Gabby, and she decides to not shoot at her. pedophile. What did you think about this, though? Sasha, well, I guess she shot the guards, and she saw the kid, and she's like, I'm not going to shoot the kid, right? Right. And... Uh, even though I was criticizing you saying it, she's probably looking at it and going, holy shit, that, look, that looks Is that exactly a younger like, me? That looks a lot like I was when I was younger. I can't shoot that kid. <laughs> she probably loves potatoes, too. Please tell uh, the listeners how your dumbass roommate tried your life earlier this week. Will you remind me of what it was? About I the, um, the attractiveness of characters. Oh, my. Okay, so <laughs> my dumbass roommate... I mean, he is such a dumbass. We, he just, yeah. He, first off, he's just a straight up dumbass. But he randomly just said out of nowhere, I can't remember if we were watching the episode or what. But he goes, "Edin," and then I go, "Oh, Mikasa," and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "The way she says that is just so cool." Or he said something along those lines, and I was like, "Yeah, she is just, she's one sexy bitch." And he looks at me and he goes, "What?" And I'm like, yeah, that's what I just said. He's like, that's kind of weird. And I was like, no, dude, she's 19 now. It's not. There's nothing weird about that. And he goes, dude, she's a drawing. <laughs> Incredible. Go, Incredible. I go, oh, you're right. <laughs> he said, uh, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. You <laughs> just went and cried on the toilet. Uh, yeah, that, that one hurt. It, he, took, hey. it took me a long time to fall asleep that night. He got you on that one, but yeah. that does not do anything to the fact that he's a dumbass yeah he's a straight up dumbass but as i was saying though sasha letting gabby go i'm calling it now is going to be a fatal mistake because gabby is she's gonna go cray cray and who even knows what she's gonna end up yeah she starts grinding her teeth in such a way that's going to cost her parents hundreds in dental repair this is not what you should do yeah and you know connie flies up to Sasha in this moment, what is Connie looking like, man? Well, I'll tell you what he's looking like. He let his hair grow out like one and a half more inches, and for some reason, it might just be the hype shaders that I've got going on. He looks so much cooler. He looks incredible. The design, <laughs> the designs of these characters look so good, man. I'm, I feel like such a fanboy because we've said that about almost everyone. I so know, far. but they do. They did a really good job. I was very pleased. As someone who only watched the trailer once and have not seen a whole lot of like images about what these characters were going to look like, I was super happy. Yeah, yeah. He's looking fly as fuck, and Sasha puts down a light. She says, "We need to put a light." And I'm yeah. What's up with the lights? We're assuming that it's like signifying that that area they've been they've taken out the soldiers in that area. And it's kind of, it's secured, is what I'm 
assuming it is. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Then they fly off, and it goes back down to Gabby, and she picks up one of the soldiers' rifles. Okay, that's when she grinds her teeth. That's when she grinds her teeth, yeah. But that's got to be a fatal mistake. Gabby's at least killing one or two of our squad members. I don't know who it's going to be, but... I mean, something... You I, know, I like that take. I like yeah. that take. Gabby's got to be doing something. They made that moment too crucial for her to not do something in the future. It would be very poetic if Sasha lets her go and then Sasha dies later on because of Gabby. Oh. That's just like the classic... Damn. And it's basically like, wow, I just died for my younger self. She looks just like me. <laughs> Be careful. So Connie and Sasha meet up with Jean to say that they've taken out the reinforcements. I'm, we see Connie again. I, once again, not to drill the point, uh, puberty, one hell of a drug. He, he's more filled out, taller. He looks badass. Yeah. I mean, that's why I just, I always felt he was kind of short, right? Like he's pretty. He got bigger. He got bigger. He was a little short. They're all like 19 to 21 now. They're all in that range. They're like college kids. Like, they're looking dope. I mean, after I saw Connie, because you had kind of scared me, I was like, oh man, what if, you know, am I going to have to drop or jump off this arm and bandwagon? But after seeing Connie's transformation, I'm just sticking with it, dude. Well, I think you're sticking completely wrong. I'm riding it to the grave. So we get some really cool action scenes of Mikasa fighting off the Warhammer, you know, given that distraction that Aaron was talking about. Uh, also, real quick, I, I like how it kind of felt like Jean is the official squad leader. It does. Like, we've seen him before, kind of, you know, Armin has thrown it into his lap before, and there was another time in Season 1 where he kind of take, took control. But at this point, it seems like he's embraced it, and it seems like everyone else has embraced yep. it, and they're like reporting back to him. I just I like him yep. in that role. So I like I it too. Cool. It's like Flock is the commander, and then you've got Jean right under him, and then he's just yeah, he's a squad leader. But uh, he's also whispering everything, which at this point seems a little unnecessary. Yeah, he's and, when he says that he's like, all I know is that we must survive to find out what will happen. I'm like, well, no shit, Jean. I'm like Connie and Sasha are like, what? <laughs> can't, what did you say? There's explosions everywhere. We can't hear you. But then Mikasa takes this thunder spear right to the eye of the Warhammer's eye. Mikasa flying around with this new gear. She's doing her thing. Oh, looks so good. Running on walls, back flipping. Just... And, and this CGI, I know there's some CGI in this episode, but I thought everything looked great. Yeah, nothing nothing caught my eyes looking you know, funky. If it does look a little different from the previous three seasons, to me it's not enough to have well, any I distraction. Just, I always just go back to the first episode of season uh, four when you mentioned the Beast Titan looked a little weird, and I didn't see, I agreed with you at that point, and yeah. I didn't see anything like that in this one. No, and and even in season three, the Colossal Titan, they used some CGI on that, which I thought looked looked a little wanky at times. Yeah, the Colossal Titan's hard. To... But yeah, I, I thought they did a great job this episode. But uh, Aaron notices that beneath the feet of the Warhammer Titan, there's a wire going under. Well, yeah, he notices the Titan umbilical cord. The umbilical cord, yes. It's buried in the ground. And how about Aaron swan diving off this building right here? Awesome. Awesome also that he can already re-transform, which is pretty crazy. Like, it has not been long, and he's... Yeah. Well, too, his, none of his human body was actually, like, injured either, so that helps. He but... can also be... 
he can quickly turn back into Mr. Deviant Demon Titan. Mr. Deviant, Deviant Demon, Devil Man. Devil Man, sorry. Mr. Deviant Devil Man. Let's get it right. I gotta get it stuck. So it's MDDM, okay? MDDM. Mr. Deviant Devil Man. He also, I don't know if we talked about this enough. He grew his leg back fast as fuck last episode. Yeah. He is on one. Well, he's definitely mastered the whole Annie thing where he can concentrate all of it into one section. And Yep. Yeah, he concentrated a lot into one section of Annie in uh, the first three episodes when she was on top of him training. Yep. But, yep. So, he has that awesome transformation, and then he just starts, you know, pounding, grounding the whole <laughs> the cement ground. He just starts pounding and grounding, <laughs> baby. There's something about him just beating the shit out of things that looks incredible this episode. <laughs> And terrifying. That's definitely his move. He just goes straight yeah. up Donkey Kong on it. He's much better at it than Reiner. But uh, that this is when Magath, Magath, I was about to call him Magath for the first time ever, but Magath. <laughs> Magath. <laughs> <laughs> and then Magath comes with the... So Magath sees him pull the crystal out of the He's ground. He's with the rest of the Marleyans. Magath and the Marleyans. So yeah, he sees he sees him though pull the crystal out of the ground, and he's like, "Oh fuck, he's about to eat the thing." Then that's when we get a slow little. The camera just moves over to the right slightly, and you just see Porco in the background. I thought that was dope the way they did that. It was a great way to do all yeah. that. And he's hanging on the wall, and he just takes a dive and a chomp at Aaron's neck. Ooh, he's hey, he's oh. hey Porco, are you a vampire? <laughs> He talks about how he's been waiting on this moment to take back the founding Titan. And I think Porco, I think he's a really interesting guy because he's never, I love that he's really the only one that's never seen um, any, he's the only Titan that's never seen any of the devils. Well, besides the Warhammer, but we've never even seen much of her. He's just going off stories that Peak and Zeke have talked about. And he's kind of going, he's he's hearing all this, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to be the hero myself yeah. and take it out. That's true. But he doesn't realize how bad of a mistake it actually was, because Peek even said, don't do anything too rash. And what does he do? And then that's when we get a slice at his jaw. Levi! 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 Fucking Ackerman! Yeah! Yeah! Come on! Oh, and I love it, and I love it, and hey, and I love it. And I'm here for it. Levi looks the same, you know? Don't fix what's not broken. He knows who he is, and if you're keeping score, this is the 437th time I've said he's a badass. He is a badass. Damn, dude. And that's when Porco says... Oh fuck! Is this the Ackerman? <laughs> he like doesn't oh, even see him. No, he did. It's like he surveyed before he sprung into action. He's like, oh, no one can stop me. And then once someone was making issues for him, he's like, fuck! It's yeah. this Ackerman guy I've heard so much about. Yeah, and then that's when he realized he done fucked up. Oh my god! The second point of the episode where I was really getting into my feels. What, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Huh? What are... What? 
are you t- what's going on over there? What are you talking about? I'm not why, doing anything. Why were you typing? I'm hyped up, dude. You have a microphone right next to your laptop. If you like, why are you typing? I didn't mean to. Just what, keep going. What was on your computer? <laughs> Tell me right now. My mom texted me back about the chimichangas. No, that's not an acceptable answer. That's what I just replied. What I I wanted some Mexican food. Okay, the chimichangas, dude. Take those stupid glasses off. <laughs> tell me what. Nah, the fans are gonna love the glasses. Let me tell you. Are you gonna take a picture? We'll see. Gotta go do some... What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. Are you scared? No, these glasses are great, man. No one's gonna make fun of me. Let's talk about this though. We were talking about Levi. Yeah, please. I want to talk about Levi so you can stop making me so damn mad. I don't. Uh, do people? What do people think about this guy? What do you think about his design? Is he looking good? Dude, I'm telling you, like, I don't think they changed anything except for the fact that he just went to MAPPA animation. Just Uh, a little different design, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just the the new animation company, and they were like, well, we'll just pretty much do them our way, and that's, uh, nothing's, like, maybe he's a little bit bigger, but, I mean, probably not, his whole thing. They love to talk about how small he is, so... He's still got that hog on him, I'm sure. It's like I said, don't fix what's not broken. and just but, He's my guy. But then they all surround him, and it looks like they're about to fuck old Porco up, dude. And then that's when the episode ends, and it felt like it was 45 seconds. The yeah, entire episode. The uh, the jaw titan falls from like a roof. like He might as well be Mufasa from The Lion King. This is some serious long-live-the-king shit. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, you're right. They, somebody shot a thunder spear at him, mm-hmm. made him fall, and then that's when they all surround him. And it ended perfectly. All these guys are squatting up shadows, and they come zooming in, and we zoom yeah. in on one. Levi Ackerman's eyes oh. cut to the end of the episode to be continued. We looked at each <laughs> other and went, what? And then and then we go, or then I say to myself, I know where Zeke is. He saw Levi, and he's on a ship halfway back to paradise. <laughs> he's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. He's like, <laughs> I'm out. I am not dealing with that fucker again. No, I mean, so well done. We waited. We were patient for it. It paid off in the end. This is this was great. The hype is real. I've never been so hyped for an anime before. And you said it the other day at one point. You were like, I feel like this episode, it's going to just straight up get going, and it's not going to stop. And for the most part, I've got to just be, or, uh, be with you on that. I think we are We're in going, for a ride. Well, don't just spit on the carpet again, but... Yeah, we're in for a ride. Yeah. So what was your uh what do you give this out of ten, this episode right here? Um I'll give it Well, how about this? Out of the first six episodes this season, where do you rank this episode? Ooh. I would for hype alone, I, I've gotta put it up up top. I mean seeing top. all the characters and stuff like like I really liked last episode and I thought that Aaron Reiner was great, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff revealed revealed by w- Willie was awesome. But let's be honest, like this episode yeah. was just it had it had oh, it all. It had it all. And Midnight Train was another great one. No action in it, but Reiner's whole thing with 
when we the, all the soldiers go back to their families. Yeah. That that episode hit different too. I don't think we've had a bad episode yet. There was just the one that the editing seemed kind of weird and rushed, but yeah. Other than that, it got I, us to this point. So yeah. I'm not mad. I'm all I'm all in for Mappa right here. I think they're doing a great job. I know they've been getting hate or whatever from what we've seen, but yeah, you had you had been kind of worried. Um, I was. It seems worried. like this episode might have cooled you down a little bit. Yeah. I, I'm completely fine with it. So, hey, where? Who have? We, who did we not see? Where is Armin? Where is Hanji? Okay. Is that the only Armin, two? Hanji, Zeke? Well, we've seen Zeke before, but I wanted to see him this episode. I'm right. a little upset I didn't. But Armin, Hanji, Zeke. Who else? We got Flock. That was a huge one. I mean, um, Reiner and Falco are somewhere. We haven't seen them. Yeah, we need to see them. Um. But yeah, I I do think that wherever Zeke was going, he was meeting up. Like Pixis. Hanji was there. We didn't see Pixis flying. Ooh, Pixis. <laughs> That'd be really cool if he was here. No, um, I mean, he's not going to have the gear or anything. Well, I don't think he'll have the gear, but he could. Zach, Zachary just flies in, Odeon. <laughs> <laughs> just like riding a bike, you just don't lose it, you know? But no, so do you have any takes on what, what might be going on with him or... Hanji, I actually have. Well, it's weird for Hanji to not be. I've, I've got. I've got to take. Surely she had to fight the gang on one. To, you know, she wanted to see the Warhammer Titan, and she had to be put to the sideline. I've got a big take here. Actually, I just thought of this. Okay, lay it on me. Maybe Armin. Maybe he won't make an appearance for a few episodes because he's been on the island protecting it just in case an attack happened while they did this. Okay. Even though if Aaron's not there, they wouldn't have to be... Uh, well, they still got a lot of civilians there. So maybe Armin is protecting it. He's still at the, the uh, you know, fighting off ships if they come. I don't know. That's probably why, like, someone like Pixis isn't here because he's still controlling the gar- garrison and... That's true. They're def- the garrison. Defending the walls and stuff while they're... Armin is on the way, though. There's no way he's not on the way. Well, um, I think Armin's here, so... Here's another take. <laughs> Armin obviously can't transform with his comrades around, or he'll just kill them. So I don't know how he's going to make... I mean, he could do the whole where Bert just transformed and didn't do the explosion, but what do you think? Do you think Armin's going to do an explosion his first time? Um, no? I think he's going to come in with a bang, because I feel like they've got they've got signals or whatever that would tell our people hey get out of there and then he just comes or he just goes to a whole nother area and just oh dude what if he the troops that are coming in are all on the train he just nukes the train that'd be lit (laughs) yeah i don't i still don't know where we go from here is is porco dead uh you think he'll get out of this I think he's going to get out of it. I think he will be one of the Titans that actually does die, though, in in the future. I don't. Him dying this quick just seems a little too fast for me. I, f- I feel like somebody will save him, but he's in he's in deep shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I'm very intrigued to see what the Warhammer or whoever can uh, save him from this because he's got and like 25 Zeke. people flying in at him. Zeke is going to save him, dude. Zeke is still such. A wild card. My take on Zeke is still that he is... At this point, I feel like he's acting as if he's trying to help with uh, our gang, the Parodies Parodies Gang. 
but ultimately he's no, well, still okay, hold for on. Marley. Like almost like he's trying to get the Tibers out, but he this is big right here. I don't think he has anything to do with our gang. Okay. I don't think he does because Aaron is on a rogue mission right now from what we've seen. He might be doing something with Aaron, but there's no way with like Levi and them he's teaming up with him. That's all right. So almost like almost like Aaron has been working with him and it's going to come out later on and Aaron's yep. going to try and explain to all of them why he's working with Zeke. Yeah, but there's no way that he's like just going to be like tell Levi all right, we need to work with Zeke now, and Levi's just going to be okay with it. As soon as Levi sees Zeke, shit's going down. I'm calling it right here. It doesn't matter if Zeke is teaming up with him. Levi's going to fuck that dude up. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for Levi. No, that's, that's a really good point, and I think you would be right. And that still just brings me back to, like, it was too perfect with whoever the bearded guy was to say, oh, yeah. they're waiting for you by the gate, and Zeke just be like, oh, okay, and then we'd never see Zeke here. And that like, makes me think your take was you saying that it was one of the conspirators. That makes me think that you might be right on that. And Zeke knows this person. It's a fellow Marleyan. <laughs> or it's just who even knows? It could be somebody from another country. All right. You got anything else? No, I think we pretty much covered it. All right. Well, awesome. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. You can email us feedback or just, you know, make a couple new friends at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We love hearing from all of you. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Podcast Chronic. There should be a link in the description yep. that will help you over there. Please uh, rate my glasses. I think we're going to post this up. Ronnie, I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but Ronnie's been a dick to me almost every episode for the past 30 episodes. We've had a couple people email us in and talk about it, but... Please, uh, um, let's show this guy up and tell him how cool I am. I won't even deny that, but I, at this point, we're going to have to post a picture, and I just want you guys to know that once you see him, you're going to know where I'm coming from. <laughs> because it's really hard to record for an hour and a half looking at this guy who just picked okay. his nose, honestly. <laughs> like, we got to get video. He just picked his nose. So. Well, we don't have video, so no proof of that. But, uh, but yeah, give us a follow on – or not a follow. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, if you so please. We don't have very many subs on there. If and you so please. Very polite. I like that. What is our YouTube name again? The Podcast Chronicles. The Podcast Chronicles. Check us out. You upload to it every week. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Anyway, thanks guys for tuning in. We'll talk with you next week. I've been Ronnie. And I've been Chazzy. Peace. Peace. It wasn't quite a voice crack, but it still did a little something. I know. I've got to end with one every time. Peace.